Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Hannah for the H podcast. Welcome to my very first podcast for the self help segment. So, I've been receiving so many inquiries about joining the ESL world, and that's totally understandable. ESL, by the way, means English as a second language, and so many have been trying to、um, learn how to get into this career. It's work from home, it pays well, and it's very, very fun. So, sometimes I get surprised with the questions they ask because they all seem like、um, not a no brainer, but They just seem like very, very basic questions to me. But then again, if you really haven't been into the work from home dimension and have not ever experienced teaching online, then I can only imagine how many questions you've got racing in your head. Well, disclaimer I am no longer an ESL teacher, but hey, I loved it. And I'm still connected to a few amazing people who are still thriving in this industry. As to why I stopped being an ESL teacher is going to be revealed in another podcast. But for now, I would like to cut out your chasing for answers by giving you the top 10 things you absolutely should not miss to prepare if you're about to join the ESL teaching world online, of course. Number 10 spot. Application letter and CV. If you're looking forward to get hired as soon as possible, I mean, who wouldn't want that, right? Then make sure a general application letter and resume is ready for you so you can send out to multiple companies. That's right. Go ahead and apply to all ESL companies you find and just say yes to one. Do some people work for more than one ESL company? Yes. But since you would still be a beginner, might as well just avoid overwhelming yourself. Okay, number nine would be time commitment. Schedules can be fixed or flexible, but either way, remember to commit during the peak hours, which is around 6 p.m. to 11 p.m., or in the morning might be 8 to 10 a.m. Not sure if the pandemic has changed that, but if it has, for sure it only widened the hours, which is a good thing. Teaching in another time is okay, but for most companies,、um, don't expect that much students in those other slots. Number eight is the bank account or PayPal. Depending on the company you're applying for, you would not want to miss your very first salary as an ESL teacher just because you do not have BPI, BDO, or other bank they use for payment. If you're underaged, you have to think twice because it might be hard for you to open a bank account. I don't really know how that goes, but yeah, think about that first. Number seven is a dedicated workspace. So you think you can just teach anywhere? Nope. Most ESL companies are very strict about how you situate yourself when teaching. Some of them even require tarpaulin with the company logo at your back or a plain white background. This is to ensure that you teach without. Distractions like people passing by, kids running around, or cars and passerbys visible from an open door or window. Just look for a corner in your house, and that should do the trick. Number six, webcam. You don't really need the fanciest webcam for sure, but you have to make sure it is present in the first place. If the company asks you to upgrade, then do so. But I wouldn't stress about it in your first step, as most companies are fine with the typical webcams. Just place a ring light on it so you look extra dashing. One more thing did you know there are actually some companies that only have audio lessons? Those are the best. I've been to two companies who have audio classes only, and it is super awesome to be just able to teach without having to put makeup or a forced smile. <laughs> so, some days are bad, right? So, as long as you sound sassy, they won't know you don't currently look 
classy. Number five would be headset with microphone. Pretty sure you've seen others use those fancy headsets with microphones when teaching, right? That's because apart from the fact that they look super cool, they're the actual most essential tool for any ESL teacher, period. And this is why you have to believe me when I say that you must get a good headset with a noise-canceling microphone. In fact, I would rather have you use a second-hand PC and splurge on your headset than have you splurge on your PC with a very cheap headset. Seriously now, ESL teaching is all about effective communication and that can't be possible without this. I recommend Plantronic headsets. Their price ranges from 2,000 pesos to as far as 20,000 plus, maybe even more, but the basic ones are all good. There are other brands too, like Logitech um, and other stuff, but beware though, you would almost never find one in the stores anymore because so many people use this super important device. Try buying from Lazada or I don't know, Shopee. Number four, good PC. Is a desktop ideal? Maybe. Is a laptop okay? Absolutely. But it's not really a question about whether it is a laptop or a desktop, or if it's new or a secondhand one. It's all about whether the specs pass. ESL companies have learned it the hard way, that if they allow teachers to teach with computers with below average specs, the quality of the classes would just keep dropping. It's no use being a very good teacher with a PC that's not cooperating. So aside from firing teachers or deducting salaries, they now have included tech checks in their application process. This means that if your PC specs don't pass, you can't move over to the next part, and so you might never get hired. But then again, there might be some other companies who still don't practice this, but I prefer you make yourself ready anyway. Imagine if you got hired because they weren't strict enough to do a tech check, but you just froze in the camera every single lesson. Trust me, you do not want that. Must you splurge on your purchase for a PC? I wouldn't say so. I think ESL teaching does not need the highest specs that video editors need, but they should at least get 8GB RAM and an OS of at least Core i5. Now don't get me wrong, Core i3 is still doable and very acceptable, but again, you don't need the highest, but you need the higher ones. Number three, stable internet. Stable would mean at least, I don't know, faster than 2 Mbps. If you can get 20 Mbps or higher, that would be so much better. But hey, 2 Mbps, 5 Mbps, 10 Mbps, they're alright, but not ideal. Remember that you are teaching citizens of a highly developed country like Japan, South Korea, and China. And so if ever connection issues occur, it's almost always the teacher's fault. You have to equip yourself with a good connection for you to survive the ravages of disconnected classes. Disconnected classes could mean student complaints. And student complaints could mean lower ratings for you as a teacher. You don't want that. Disconnected lessons could also mean salary deductions. And salary deductions could mean no milk tea for the next cutoff. You don't want that either. So just get the highest internet plan you can afford because it's going to be super worth it. And don't forget to ask your siblings to lay low in the Coco Melon or anything on Netflix while on your shift to avoid bandwidth stretching. Number two is ooh, quiet environment. Hey, a, a, a time of silence for this one, please. I know it's not, number, it's not the number one, but you've got to listen to this. Although it's number two, quiet environment, I know you might think that the most important ones on the list are PC, internet, and headset. Wrong. 
you are so wrong. If you cannot find a quiet place in your house, you best kiss ESL teaching goodbye. It's just not possible if it's too noisy. And what's too noisy? Mm, let's just say um, karaoke around you, loud TV, barking dogs, noisy neighbors, noisy cars if you're by the highway, um, loud babies. This is where the noise canceling headsets step in. If they are efficient enough, they might be able to help cover the noise. But if it's a little too much, or your headset isn't good enough, it's just not gonna work. Either the students will keep complaining or you won't get hired during the application process in the first place if the interviewer observes a very noisy background. Some people prefer working at a quiet hour of the night, like maybe 9 p.m. onwards, so I guess that's a good way to combat it. This is the single most important thing to consider if you wanna be an online ESL teacher because the best PC can be bought the best headset can be bought, the best internet can be acquired, but to transfer residence or buy a house in a quiet village is just a little too much, don't you think? And of course, the number one is patience. Loads of them. I know this might sound cliche, but hey, listen here. While I assure you that ESL teaching is a very fun and rewarding career, it's gonna require so much understanding and patience. You will never understand what I mean unless you get to it. My salute to all online ESL teachers for kids because they can be a real pain in the ass. But my favorite level to teach are the advanced ones since it will only feel like a very comfortable straight English chit chat. But the ones who are not very proficient yet are nice to have too because most students are very polite and have very high regards to their teacher. And the look in their eyes when they're amazed with how well you speak, priceless. Be patient with them. They're doing their best. And so after the PC headset and all are with you, you will see that patience will indeed be your virtue in this industry. So that's all for my top 10. Thank you so much for listening right there. Stay tuned for more content and I'll be giving you more tips for ESL, not only ESL, but for other jobs too in the online field. So I'm gonna catch you later. Bye now.